everybody, Jim and Chris here with Keeping It Real. Keeping It Real. I kind of changed the intro this I time. Huh? What is that all about? I know. Uh, I'm losing my voice a little bit this week. Uh, was that a lovely premiere last night? Perhaps you were there too. Oh yes, we sat Furious 7. Yes. Um, that what movie, a picture. That movie was so good. It was a delightful experience at the cinema. Yeah, I, I really <laughs> enjoyed it. And, you know, I feel like um, all the stuff that... It, I mean, that movie's ridiculous. Yeah, there, it's, the, there's nothing too crazy to happen in that one. <laughs> By the know. end of the movie, every single cast member should have like died a fiery, <laughs> yeah. you know, like horrible death in that. In the movie, it was just wall-to-wall -wall action. Yeah. But not in a bad way. Like sometimes you see an action movie and you're like, eh. No, everything made sense. And yeah. I, was, I, I was actually surprised at ha how well they, they balanced sort of... Um, this sort of like heartfelt, dramatic side of it, yeah. and just the balls to the wall, crazy action stuff. I mean, there are some sequences in this uh, that kind of rival, I feel like, uh, parts of Fast Five and Fast Six. Oh yeah, I actually liked it better, I think, than both of those movies. Um, mainly because I just, I, it, it's the balance that you talked about, but I think the action sequences were just really, really creative, yeah. and uh, like just even little things like uh, the Tony, some of the Tony Jaw fights yeah. were just like that's just kind of thrown in there. But like Tony Jaw is like an amazing martial artist, and yeah. you know, oh here's and a he's bonus badass thing. in there. Yeah, so good now in the we're movie. Um, am I uh, drawing a blank? There wasn't any any background guys from the raid in that movie, right? No. I don't think so. No, no. and and but. That, the, That's who they need to get to, to direct the next one. Uh, uh, what is it, Gareth Evans? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he made great. I felt like some of the Tony Jaw sequences in there were borrowing from the raid a little bit. Yeah. You know, like um, his movies, you know, Protector and Ong Bak and stuff, they have those crazy, like, the stunt sequences are even better than the martial arts stuff. Yeah. And he had a little bit of this in this movie, but, like, I just thought the fighting was just incredibly well done. And uh, the car stunts were just really, really good. Yeah. And I thought they actually handled the Paul Walker stuff with a lot of care and just and just like a lot of um, it just it felt right the way that they, they ended. They, it. they, they I don't want to spoil it was, anything. It was it was a classy send off, and I, I thought that it was um, it was it was just enough. Yeah. You know, um, and the the story itself, uh, we're not really giving anything away, but. It was sort of engineered in a way that the the departure of that character felt very organic. Yeah, it did. You know, so it was it was you know if if uh, if they had had a different plot line, it probably would have been really really, really tough. Yeah, you know, and they I might have had to just done. reshoot the whole thing yeah. if they had approached it a different way. But um, I honestly think that the the, the beauty of the, I mean. It was it, it was kind of it was you could see where they were sort of using body doubles and they were using yeah. like voices and stuff like that a little bit. They did a really it masterful job though. It wasn't that distracting. I mean, there were a couple of shots where you could tell that they kind of CGI'd in a face. Yeah. But it wasn't that distracting. It wasn't distracting yeah. at all and I think, you know, of of things like and honestly, that. Honestly, if we weren't kind of looking for that, I don't we, know that we wouldn't have known. I, exactly, and yeah. uh, you know, you kind of go in, you kind of go in thinking, similar to like the crow, yeah. you kind of go in thinking like, oh, this horrible thing happened. You know, are you going to see any evidence of it in the movie? Because there's that like really horrible Bruce Lee movie. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Where he had died during the production, yeah. and then they finished it, but like he just really wasn't in yeah. much of the movie at all, and it just looked embarrassing. Was it Game of Death? Was that? Yeah, the I, think so. I think so. I think so. And. Um, 
you know, it, it basically, it was not like that at all. There yeah. is a fully formed movie, and they did a really good job of like making sure that everything made sense with what they had shot. And I feel like they probably, I, I don't know if they'll talk about it later, but I think they pretty artfully repurposed footage that they had shot in other parts of the movie and, and reworked the like whole thing. And it wasn't like the dialogue in any one of these movies is so <laughs> unique that it would only work in that particular film. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure like, Dom, go! Like, I'm pretty sure you can pull that from any number of past films. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I mean, this is not, I would say, this is not a highbrow movie, but it's certainly delivered in the experience department. Uh, yeah. It's really like, really visceral, really fun, and you just left the theater. I mean, it, there was that like kind of twinge of bittersweet at the end, but um, because they did the, they did they do a little tribute. I think we yeah. talked about that. And then there's kind of that like heading into the credits. But overall, it was like it's also a, a really nice celebration yeah. of that cast of actors and their love Michelle for Paul Michelle Rodriguez Walker. has a, I mean, uh, she's a pretty pivotal part of the story yeah, too, because yeah. they still had to deal with. I just you know, Roth and I have joked about how it's become a soap opera. It's like, you know, I've lost my memory and all this <laughs> on top of everything else. General so, hospital. Yeah, you know, so they, they had to deal with all that. And, and she, her storyline is actually, in some ways, a bigger part of the movie than even the Paul Walker storyline. Yeah. yeah. Because his is almost a storyline like that character. It seems more like other people are reacting to him being there, like, you yeah. know, he's got a kid now, he really shouldn't be doing this anymore. So it's it's a bigger deal for, like, Dom than it is for Paul Walker's character, for Brian. I think they did a really good job in this movie also making um, Jason Statham's character seem really menacing. Yeah. And they did a really he's good like job. He's like the Terminator, basically. It's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's not like he, he doesn't have an army of goons. Yeah. He has a... He is the army of goons. <laughs> Jaiman Hansu is kind of this supporting villain who pops up a few times. Yeah. And it's just, he's basically the guns and stuff like that but basically Jason Statham is just a one-man army literally like you know and, and a, he's great that's know? a good that's a good way to use Jason Statham if he's going to be a, a villain is just blunt force trauma yeah, like yeah. he's not like he's not going to give you much nuance in his acting so you might as There's well no just, monologuing really yeah, you might as well just point him at a target and have him go although they do have one scene where he's drinking wine and has a little space I'm like that's a little Bond villain for this yeah, guy. He'd be cracking that. open a beer or just have a shot of whiskey <laughs> or something. You know who else was great in this movie? Kurt Russell. I really, yeah. really enjoyed him Kurt on Kurt Russell, actually, he is the king of the B movies. He can sell a cheesy line like nobody's business. Yeah, I love it. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I know that they initially approached Denzel, but... I think Kurt Russell was perfect for this. So good, I think. Denzel um, would have pulled you out of the movie, I think. Right, and wasn't Vin Diesel saying something about uh, the the next the next? Installment? Yeah, so Furious Eight, um, if they make it, and I'm pretty sure they will. Come on, uh, it's going to make like a gazillion dollars. Well, weekend. it's going to be uh, this one is going to take place in New York, right? And Kurt Russell's character uh, is going to play a role in that. Maybe he'll so. escape from there. <laughs> I don't know. I, I got that. I got that <laughs> reference. So, um, but, you know, there there is a, uh, you know, there is an opportunity now for them to sort of take the story either right back to, like, basics, make it real down and dirty, just a gritty street-level movie, or you go to the moon. I don't know, like, there's, you've done so many <laughs> things now. moon. On, yeah. I mean, we've seen cars fly towards the Earth. Sequel, you switch it around. Now they go into. Now they fly that way. You heard it here first. I'm. I'm just saying, people. We got to come up with something. You can't take 
Fast and Furious to the hood because it came from the hood. Yeah. Now, but it can go to space. So they can't, or or they go to like. Um, I don't know, what is a place that they haven't done yet? Antarctica? I mean, yeah. Like, yeah they've they seriously the now been... It's just all, yeah, it's all snowmobiles. It's going to be Dom driving up the pyramids in Egypt or yeah. something. I mean, whatever. Yeah, and they run into, like, the uh, the, the scrotum transformer <laughs> while they're there. Yeah, that'd be Whatever great. you want to do, Fast and Furious, I'm on board. Yeah. Bring me more. Um, well, it's tracking at opening at, like... Over obviously over 100 million, but the figures have varied from 110 to 140. What, what do you think it'll do this weekend? We're gonna get the box office yeah. prognostic. I want to go right there. in the middle of that. I think it's gonna do. Well, you know what? No, actually, I do think there's a lot of curiosity about the Paul Walker thing. I think there. I mean, it just looks really good. I think the trailers have all it's been. Kind really of like. Good. I mean, I'll. I'll it, I would say it's like Dark Knight, and that there is that cur- morbid curiosity yeah, factor. Yeah. I, I, I want to say 135 million because I think 140 million is a huge. That'd be really, really, yeah, really I mean, huge. That's really for the book. 135. So. So I'm, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 125. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I mean, I'll probably it'll probably only do like 110 only. If I'm right, <laughs> we'll split that 10 extra 10 million dollars. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll go to Barney's Beanery or something. <laughs> yeah. We'll do. We'll do whatever we do. Um, so. You know, Furious 7, uh, we're giving it a big thumbs up. Roth's yeah. review is up on the site. Uh, uh, Roth couldn't join us today. She's talking to folks from Daredevil. What? Yep. So Lucky. Oh, I'm lucky. in Mexico last week. And oh, oh yeah. now this week I get to talk to the Daredevil cast. It's a hard knock life. Do? Hey, speaking of uh, uh, two things, actually, you gave me a natural segue. Uh, I'm just doing that. I'm setting you up. You're Daredevil. He was saying to uh, uh, some other, was it to Lucy in Australia or somebody, um, that uh, he doesn't think Daredevil is going to show up in Captain America Civil War. I, I'm paraphrasing where he says, I have not gotten that call. Yeah, so. I mean, that's not saying he's not going to, but I actually think that before we see him in the MCU, he's going to get a suit. And yeah. I think we're not going to see that suit necessarily. There were there, there was some story that said that he wasn't even going to get it this season necessarily. Oh, I, I, I'm... I'm Pretty certain it's like the last episode. But that's what I that's yeah. what I thought too. It's like he's gonna be in the black suit for most of the time, and then he's gonna get this maybe red suit, but yeah. maybe yellow too. Well, I I Probably have a red. theory because uh, the some of the ninjas we see him fight are wearing red outfits. Mm. That you know, look, he's blind. He can't tell red from black. That's what a if good he point. just grabs an outfit and people are like. You know, it'd be like, really funny if like he's he, like, what? I thought this shit was black. <laughs> it'd be really funny if he didn't know like he was just wearing like the worst costume ever. <laughs> like this feels so badass. Because well, I mean, like, okay, I mean, technically, no disrespect to anybody who's blind, but like, if you're just if you if you have a secret identity and you're making this stuff up all on your own, how do you know? You know, yeah. like. Yeah, you've got a costume. Yeah, you know, that's it. I don't yeah. know. But I, I mean, that's probably why he just has like. The, the very simple street level thing, you know? I'm really excited to see uh, Daredevil, and I don't personally need it to be involved in the MCU right away. I think it'd yeah. be cool if it ties in later, but like right away I don't really need that um, in there. Eh. And and Roth, uh, Roth has seen the first five episodes, and so next week, you know, she, can, she can't speak to specifics about them, obviously, um, uh, but she will, uh, she can give us her theory why she doesn't feel like Daredevil actually fits into the MCU. Right. And a lot of it has to do with tone and sort of the overall uh, approach to the character. So, you know, it'll be great next week we can get her thoughts and stuff on there. Um, let's, uh, uh, you also mentioned, damn, my others. Oh, Spectre. 
Oh yeah. So we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't get to talk about the trailer last week, did we? Yeah. Let's talk about it quick. How how friggin' awesome was that? Right. Yeah. So good. I mean, I I, I love the tone of all the trailers from all of these new like the uh, Craig, Craig Bond movies. But this one was, um, you know, lots of intrigue and really it was about the last sequence. Like, yeah. I just really, really feel like Christoph Waltz is going to be, is nailing it. Yeah. You know? I mean, he's, uh, he, ostensibly his character is named uh, Oberhauser. Uh, Oberhauser. Uh, Oberhauser. But, yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, you that's know, everyone thinks he's a joke around here because uh, our boss local. is German. Yes. Yeah, we, cool. <laughs> Pair that one was for you. Pair, <laughs> if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but you know, I don't know. Do you think he's really Blofeld, or is it just is he the he's number two? I don't know. I think he is Blofeld because I think he's going to recur. Um, and uh, I, I just I, I want them to not play, not do the con thing from Star Trek. I yeah. want them to just you know pl play that card maybe even before the movie comes out because yeah. if they're going to be like play coy with it like it's fine if he's not Blofeld and and if he never becomes Blofeld that's cool but I, I think I'm going to feel like a little deja vu if I get to the theater yeah. and it's like oh okay oh yeah his name is Blofeld cool like thanks why didn't you just tell us that well I think that you know Bond will know that this guy that they're tracking Blofeld is actually like Blofeld is an invented personality because the guy's you know a wanted terrorist right right so you know he's just I guess in a way it would be sort of like Mandarin then a little bit yeah you know? I mean that's cool I, I I don't mind I just you know I just don't want the smoke and mirrors of them saying this 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 no oh, smoke no, no mirrors yeah Chris Carl he's anti-smoke smoke and mirrors I don't like mirrors uh, hey, uh, let's talk about another trailer dropped this week, Mad Max Fury Road. Yes, we did a, we did a We did a rewind theater, and yes, I apologize for misidentifying the other bald guy <laughs> as Nicholas Holt. Oh, there, yeah. were, there were so many bald dudes running around in that trailer, but yeah. Um, that trailer, though, I mean, it's I think crazy. if you watched our rewind theater, you can kind of get yeah. the sense of our enthusiasm for that it's trailer. It's just, it, okay, here's, here's my fear, is that this is another, that it's a sucker punch again. Nope. You know, that it's going to look awesome. You get in there and it's not going to make a lick of sense. You're going to be like, this thing is a mess, you know. I disagree. I, I think it's yeah. going to be, I trust George Miller. I think he's going to do um, the right thing by it. Um, yes, the trailers look kinetic and amazing and all that stuff. And, and uh, you know, people are like, but where's the story? Where's the story? Honestly, if you look at Road Warrior, the story was take this gas and get it to safety. Period. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. They have you have one job. It was it gas or water? <laughs> I forget, uh, wasn't it? It was gas. Gas was the third one, wasn't it? Oh yeah, maybe it was water. Yeah. Like, yeah. So which anyway, is, which is funny because now, you know, California is now the governor's just put in like uh, water. Uh, we're, we're having a drought, people. Oh, and, uh, way worse than that. He's put in all these like uh, new rules about uh, about water usage, and I just feel like we're getting to that that Mad Max stage. Well, I mean, rightfully so. I don't want to get into politics, but California is going to be out of water at some point, which yeah. means all kinds of na nasty things like. Um, you know, all the vegetables from the Central Valley, which feed America. That's yeah. going to be a big problem. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so are we looking I'm going to have to shave uh, my hair into a mohawk. <laughs> I'm going to grow it up. I'm going to go get tats. I'm ready. I'm I mean, it would this. be nice to kind of pre-prepare and get some leather, you know, crotchless. <laughs> I mean, With the, with the, the little studs on them and stuff, too? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to start welding, like, some sort of Jeep, 
you know, muscle car hybrid <laughs> thing. And I haven't welded anything in my life, so yeah. I'm like, I'm going to learn the hard way. Yeah, you know? it's time to take it to the, uh, the Institute yeah, of I'm just, whatever. Yeah, I need to get like some sort of sickle on a chain. <laughs> I, you know. Dude, I want to go through those, those pole vault things where you just hang down and you grab people out of there. There's a dump thing. truck with like Kodo drummers on the back and a guitar hero on the front. <laughs> yeah. There's um, one I want that, that crap at Comic-Con. Oh, so Wouldn't much. that be awesome if they just drove that around? It's, it's going to already be out by Comic-Con, though. Um, Still bring it back anyways. Por- porcupine car. I porcupine love, car. I love all Pretty the... Pretty sure that's not street legal. <laughs> I love the monster truck that's actually like an old school, like, um, I don't even know what, a deuce coupe kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. I, I'm so psyched on this movie. So psyched. Wouldn't you love to go to like a, a car show with George Miller? Like yeah. those classic car shows. I kind of think like, I might want to go anywhere that with George into, Miller. You know, and he, the thing is, he looks like Paul Greengrass. He's not, like right. I thought he would be this wizened old man. He's actually, he's not as old as I thought I'd go to the farmer's know? market with him, you know. Yeah. Pick, <laughs> up some, pick up some papayas or something. Hey, speaking of Mad Max, you know what? Uh, you know what's uh, dropping there right there? Old Fury Road, Chris Yes, Carl. I do. It's a little bit of Batman v Superman DVG. <laughs> Dawn Dawn, oh wait, Justice. DVG doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Dawn of Justice. Dolce Bagana. <laughs> Dolce Bagana. Uh, yes. Is that their name? Or no, I... it's not Dolce Bagana. It's Dolce <laughs> and Gabbana, right? It's Dolce and Gabbana. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. As I you thought you were tell. making up a new word. No. I'm Plexiglass. <laughs> so Batman Superman trailer dropping. Uh, I would imagine this is a a direct attempt at. Trying to get more eyeballs on Mad Max. Two, yeah, it is, and uh, two months away. So yeah. that means that we're gonna get to see the, our first look, and I think it'll be a well, reason. Well, your first look, those of us at Comic Con, and those of you who perused certain backwaters of the internet. I don't like watching. I don't like you clips. people who saw that stuff. Anyway, um, but I think it's gonna be a substantial look, don't you? I think we're yeah. gonna get to see some stuff. Yeah, I think at this point, you wanna try and own the summer movie trailers. Yeah. You wanna basically have your, the way The Force Awakens basically owned the Christmas yes. trailers, you wanna own the summer trailers. You don't want Marvel to, well, they Marvel won't have anything to drop a trailer for. I was actually thinking about uh, the, the Force Awakens trailer and when it dropped. <laughs> like, well, that's another thing too. We're, we're, I, I think everyone is rightly assuming that Star Wars Celebration, which is coming up, yep. we might get a new trailer then. I mean, well, there's, it's on there's, their site that JJ is going. It's not a secret. You know? JJ and Kathleen are going to be there. Mark and Hamill then and Carrie Mark, Fisher are on the site right. too. Um, Anthony Daniels will be there. Ian McDermott will be there, who's uh, Emperor Palpatine slash the Emperor. Then we've got, um, and then we've got Gareth Edwards and, yeah, and um, Josh Trank. And Josh Trank, right? Yeah, and they're um, going to do a conversation about their uh, about their spinoffs. That so yeah. Trank is a weird one because I bet oh, you they announced the title for his one there. Yeah, it's a weird one because like, what are they going to say there? Like, it's basically yeah. it, they. Hey, I mean, they want to have them in front of the fans, like, but yeah, yeah like, yeah. what are you going to say? The, I mean, I, I'm assuming I, we could get plot de- details out. I, I wonder if it'll be something like where Josh Trank is essentially interviewing Gareth Edwards. About his film, and then mm, he maybe. drops a little like, uh, and my movie is called, you know, uh, uh, the rise of of, of uh, Jackson the Rabbit. So far, I'm really, really excited. <laughs> don't say. I'm telling don't you, Jackson the Rabbit is going to be the next big thing. 
So far, from I think an old thing. They've been doing a pretty decent job naming these movies. I mean, yeah. I like The Force Awakens. Yeah. I like Rogue, I like Rogue One. Rogue One is cool. Um, so if the next one is The Rise of Jackson, then they drop the ball. But well, look, people, <laughs> you heard it here. Rise of Jackson. <laughs> Rise of Jackson. If you don't know who Jackson the Rabbit is, look him up. And I believe it's J like J-A-X-X-O-N. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's almost, it's spelt like Exxon, but yeah, he's a green rabbit. Jackson. Yeah, uh, and Jackson. he was like, he was like, and he wasn't played for laughs in the comics, right? He was just like, he was like a badass yeah. gunslinger rabbit. It was like somebody's really stupid idea, though. Like, I, it was like he one was, of the worst wasn't ideas. he sort of like a surrogate for Chewbacca at one point? I like, he was like a buddy of Han Solo's. You know, I read those comics, but it was like when I was five, so I want to get that remember. compendium that, that's out, because remember, th those were the licensed Marvel comics. Right. And, then, and, and they've done it with, like, the Predator comics and Alien comics and Indiana Jones, uh, any of those licensed comics and that. What is it? Uh, is it Oni Press or IDW or somebody put them out in those giant compendiums? Right. I have, the, um, I have this really big um, comic of... Empire Strikes Back. That's the whole Empire Strikes Back story from this, yeah. from the Marvel run, and it's like on pulp paper. paper it's super big. It's like bigger than a graphic novel. The dimensions oh, are huge. I used to huge. love those ones. Yeah, and uh, I love that thing, but it is so torn up. Like it's <laughs> not. It's not. It's not looking too too good these days. So yeah. So uh, we're going to be at Star Wars Celebration, which is April. Oh, what the hell? Sixteenth and the nineteenth. Yes, and then uh, WonderCon is this week, and we're going to be at WonderCon. Yep. Probably not. A lot. Don't expect like huge news out of there. Yeah, but I Warner Brothers will be there, and Blumhouse will be there. Yeah, we'll find out a little bit about um, Gallows, I think. And, and then uh, Unfriended is another one. And then, uh, um, you know, I, there's not going to be a Batman Superman. Thing no, going there'll on be there. nothing. There like might that be something there. about Man from Uncle and probably Mad Max, but lots of TV stuff there. I yeah, I would assume. Gotham is going to be. There. I'm going to be talking to the cast from Gotham. Um, and then, so let's move on from, from that jazzmatazz and talk about a, a little, little bit of news on the Avengers front that dropped this week. Um, and it was... It this was, is such weird news, It's a weird way to find out, too, because, you know, when you, press members are just, you get constant blasts. Yeah. Like, a lot of premiere invites, and we don't really cover premieres anymore. However, right. this one, because it was Avengers, I looked at it. <laughs> and in, in a lot of other people obviously notice this too. In the section that, that listed uh, from the cast, mm -hmm. it mentions Linda Carta, uh, Cardellini right. and Julie Delpy. Now, the, we, don't, I, we asked Disney, you know, can you comment on their casting? Nope, we're not going to say who they are. Yeah, Linda so, Cardellini from... Um, uh, Freaks and Geeks, and of course, Velma. On Grandma's Boy, she's awesome. She, she was on ER. Awesome push. She's on Bloodline now. Bloodline's great. Um, I haven't watched it, it's in my I'm, queue. I'm about Netflix. halfway through it right now, and she's, she's awesome in it. And Julie Delpy, you'll recognize from, she was in Killing Zoe, and where she's probably she, most famous from yeah. is her Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, those movies Before with Ethan Hawke, yeah, yeah. with uh, that directed by Richard Linklater. Um, so yeah, I mean... Um, uh, there, there's one reader pointed out an interesting kind of theory he has about Delphi's character, which is that she could play Magda, the twin's mother, Quicksilver uh, yeah. and Scarlet Witch's mother, and probably in like some sort of flashback, that's maybe an experiment or something like that. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, I think, I think that think kind of makes sense, actually. Linda Cardellini's going to be in a smaller role, I think. You she, know? Uh, do you think she probably plays like a government figure, an agent, like yeah. a lot of people automatically are like, oh, she's Captain Marvel. I'm like, 
I don't think so. I, I think don't think she is either. No. I think she's just, uh, she's maybe too, she's maybe on the old side for Captain Marvel knowing what their movie plans are. You yeah. Know? I think she's like 40 something and yeah. I think they're going to start with somebody in their 20s probably. Yeah. It's no, no rip on Linda but like that's yeah. just how it is these days. It's yeah. like you're casting people younger because you expect them to be in movies for 15 years. Yeah. You think about Fast and Furious actually, um, that's been going they're for all 15 getting, years. They're yeah. all getting a little long in the two. Yeah, thing, I mean know? it's it's a 15 year franchise now and it's by the time they're done it's probably gonna be 20 some years you know yeah. so yeah it's kind of crazy <laughs> I wonder what kind of cars will you be driving at that point will it just be like a Mr. Magoo thing like, <laughs> you know he's just he's trying to see over the wheel and It'd be stuff. amazing the yeah. whole episode's about Geritol <laughs> and by episode I, I mean gotta movie. go see my doctor does Geritol even exist anymore it used to be such a joke when we were I kids don't know. I don't know I that and like uh Ben Gay Oh yeah, Ben Although Gay was now with all the like the muscle and back problems I have, I'm like, it's probably worth smelling like a eucalyptus drop just to feel better. <laughs> icy you know? hot, man. That's the icy key. hot. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, can't believe we're talking about icy hot and Ben Gay on this. This is what happens <laughs> when you keep it real. Yeah. Now we're uh, keeping it real old. Now, obviously, there's some huge news that uh, we're going to talk about, but I'm going to make y'all wait for. It. We're going to talk about some other things first. Wow. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two. Uh -huh. Stephen Amell has been cast as Casey Jones. I like that casting. I think yeah. that works. He's uh -huh. trading in his quiver for a golf bag full of sports weaponry. I think that's good. I like that. I actually, I think, um, I think he's going to be good in that role. I think, I think Casey Jones is like a no-brainer for this one, and yeah, you know, yeah. he's good for that. So, yay! Yeah, uh, yeah. Whatever. I mean, I'm not excited about the movie itself, but I think it's good. Yeah. Uh, and then The Rock uh, has announced that he has signed on for the Disney animated movie Moana mm -hmm. uh, and he's going to sing in it. I mean, what well, can't we, he do? you saw him you saw him sing a little bit on the Saturday Night Live. What uh, can't one. he do? Seriously. He's awesome. No, seriously. Uh, somebody I think it was Vulture had a uh, an editorial where they're like he needs to host the Oscars. And I'm like I would totally and watch that. I think yeah. that would be awesome. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed um, this this year with uh, Neil Patrick Patrick Harris. I thought he did a, an admirable yeah, which admirable is funny job. because he I, I feel like he's caught a lot of flack for the, that show being low rated, and I'm like I don't, I think, don't, it's his I don't fault. think it's his fault either. I think it's just the nature of that show is it's too long. And there's too many forced bits. You this know? this year felt to me the Oscars felt a little shorter than it has in a couple really? in a couple of years. But um, maybe it's because uh, I felt like there's a lot of really good musical performances that kind of propelled it forward. Yeah. Which is usually like the last thing I say. Like yeah, usually yeah. I'm like, oh, the music's on. I'm gonna yeah, go. Yeah, but take no, a leak. like the the Salma uh, Glory that yeah. I remember from Common and John. Legend. I mean, Lady Gaga like stopped yeah. everything. Although I have to say, all right, it's it was nice to hear her sing. The Sound of Music, but I know it's the movie's 50th anniversary, but can we celebrate what came out this year and just move the show along? I do a separate know. thing for I, that. I thought do it a was... live special or something. Uh, I don't know. That's nah. my, that's my curmudgeonly <laughs> take on that. Um, X-Men Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Brian Singer teased some production art that shows Angel. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. This is, well, I'm just really confused <laughs> because Angel now, I, there's one thing in Days of Future Past, you go back and you change things from happening, but having a dude born like 20 years before he shows up in, in the previous movie, that, that doesn't make sense. You move a butterfly, That dog don't hunt. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really care that much about like making it all match up as long as this is a good movie. 
Um, and I want to see Angel used in a. I, ben Foster was fine, but like yeah. he was in he was in a movie where like I felt like he just kind of got lost in the show. Yeah, shuffle. he got he got wasted in that. I'd love to see another version of Angel that like kind of fulfills the promise of Angel. I'd love to see Archangel actually. Well, I do wonder if it'll if you know they'll go there. The fact that they're using Angel and stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, ben Hardy is this young, unknown British actor who looks a lot like Warren Worthington. So he's the one that everyone is assuming is playing mm. Angel in the movie. Tom uh, Hardy's brother? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, uh, Suicide Squad. Okay. Uh, this movie is going to be awesome. I'm going to say it right now. I cannot wait to there see it. There are this. so many, like actual characters in this movie at this I, point. I really think, though, they're all glorified cameos for, like, yeah. uh, Arkham Asylum is in there. The director, David Ayer, has been tweeting out photos of, like, little props that have the, the logo on there. Uh, Adewale Akbaje, uh, no, I'm going to get his name wrong. Uh, Adewale Akbaje, oh, damn it. The guy from Lost. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Echo. Uh, he's playing Killer Croc. Right. Uh, awesome. Scott Eastwood, uh, Clint Eastwood's son, is in there, and rumor has it he's playing Steve Trevor. How? And it's just a cameo, basically. He's like a military officer who shows up in one scene. Riddle me this. How are they going to do Killer Croc in this universe? Are they going to do him gritty, like mutated? Yeah. Well, I bet you team? it'll be like a motion capture thing, probably. Um, I, I don't think they'll do... Uh, uh, yeah, I don't think they'll do just like makeup on him, but I think he'll be just a big scary presence. Like mm. I think you need to have those boogeyman kind of villains too. He's gonna look like one of the Goombas from the Super Mario <laughs> Brothers movie. That's that's my fear because <laughs> I I really I was really psyched that they were finally using Lizard in a Spider-Man movie, and then he just looks so generic. Yeah, you know. I I, I didn't. How mind. can you blow it when you have a lizard and a lab coat? <laughs> in a lab people? coat. Come, Come on. on. And pants. And pants, purple pants, and a black turtleneck. I mean... <laughs> oh, in a sounds, boxer... Sounds like the, the character from, like, the Geico commercials. <laughs> uh, Raymond, uh, he's a boxer. Raymond, uh, uh, oh, God, my eyes. Uh, <laughs> Raymond Olubawale is wow. uh, probably going to be... You're throwing the high level of difficulty at you today. I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> he's going to probably be uh, King, King Shark. Oh, so wow. we have Killer Croc and King Shark. What, King okay. Shark, though, for Aquaman, right? Like, well, I bet you they're teasing some some justice. I wonder if this isn't the makings of like a Legion of Doom type thing mm -hmm. for the JL. What do you think? Do you think Amanda Waller has been like experimenting on metahumans and creating these felons? I don't know. I mean, like it'll be it'll be superpowered villains. It'll be interesting to find out because there are a lot of like ones that kind of go towards the more supernatural yeah. realm a little bit, or the more like yeah, mad science realm. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad they're going there. Yeah. I'm glad that it's not going to just be like Joker. And I want to get that out of the way early yeah. so we can just play with it in the yeah, Justice like League. This stuff has existed. And all that. I think, and maybe, I mean, this is really early to be talking about this, but I think Justice League is going to revolve around Brainiac, right? Like, I think, think that's when you get, like, a presence that's really big. It's kind of what they did with Avengers. Like, yeah. You want somebody, He'll be or Darkseid, maybe, you know? Yeah. you know? But I think they're going to work up to Darkseid, actually. I, you know, here's the thing. They're going to, Marvel and DC, unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, but it's a, you know, DC now is going to look like an after-ran no matter what. So if you bring in Darkseid, it's going to look like, well, they're just trying to do Thanos. Yeah. You bring in Brainiac, when, well, they're just trying to do Ultron. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just it's the virtue by virtue of the fact that they started their shared universe a little later. Um, they have some they have some stuff though that they can do. Like they could do Legion of Doom. You I would know? love that. They could do like super villains versus superheroes. I just feel like it might get a little crowded then. But yeah, I think they just want a lot of options. That when but Black Manta. Oh yeah. Remember you had that voice. Suicide Squad. Um, though, is going to set the stage for a lot of different things that they yeah. can pull from in the other movies, which is kind of nice. I mean, even if they're just little Easter egg things, yeah. it exists. You can use it somehow. Uh, let's move on from Suicide Squad and talk about uh, Tron 3. Oh, uh, according to... Uh, oh, damn it. I didn't write down the site. Sorry, site. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, oh, the well. Rumor has it it's going to be called uh, Tron Ascension. Hmm. So what do you think about that? I mean, do you think it means that ass back in the they're, they're going to no. be like, um, they're going to be basically... Going to Tron Heaven? Yeah, well, what, what I was going to say is like sublimating, kind of like maybe the, the, they'll become sentient. So uh, it's going to be world. like the singularity, kind of like transcendence. Yeah, kind of yeah. I don't know. That's, what I'm, that's yeah. my thought. Is I don't know. They're, like the, the Tron world will start affecting the actual world. Why do you think we're getting a third Tron movie? I don't know. We talked about it before, and yeah. I, I just don't know. I think I think Disney maybe wants to make it work as a world, you know, as a franchise. Theme they park can, attraction. They can plug it into so many different places if it does work. And it well, is unique. Remember there was that, uh, they were trying to do that for Wreck-It Ralph, have Tron be part of it. Right. Well, that, I mean, I felt like that was the way you should have done it. But. We haven't heard anything about Wreck-It Ralph in a long time. Like, I'm, I, I'm, I don't think we'll ever get a sequel. Uh, anyway. You don't think so? No, I'm I th- fine I feel if like, it's a standalone movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally fine. Well, I just feel like there, you, have to, you have to really strike when that iron is hot. Like, there's a reason why Frozen 2 is now in the works. I don't yeah. think there there would be that level of excitement for Wreck It Ralph two, if it's four more years from now, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I would I would welcome a sequel, but I don't need a sequel. You know, it's like if 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 it happens that there's not a sequel, I'd be happy with that. You know what Disney could do because they're doing this a lot now: live action remake of Wreck It Ralph. Ooh. You know. I don't know that I'd like that though. Yeah. Like, I kind of feel like that would be. I don't know how you would even do that because you. I mean, I guess. You would still you have to still be in get the John C. Riley to world. do it. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just put him in like those like Popeye arms. Just put some Hall cans on him, spray yeah. paint him. You're, yeah, you're set to go. Um, Steve Brule with fists. <laughs> uh, the uh, Disney is uh, they're doing live action remake of Mulan. Mm-hmm. Um, that was uh, reported this week, and then we find out today they're going to do a live action Winnie the Pooh movie. It's oh wow! Be about an adult Christopher Robin going back to the Hundred Acre Wood. That's interesting. But uh, he, that's totally a reaction to Paddington, isn't it? I, maybe. I, I think. I think the nice thing about um, Winnie the Pooh is that they're essentially his toys. He's sweet. Yeah. Right. Like. It's a, it, I mean, if people don't know this, it Christopher Robin was a real kid, and these were his real toys, and they're actually they were in a museum in New York. I think they were in the. The, the Met or the hmm. something. Um, I saw them. I have photos. Nice. Uh, and um, so, yeah, that was, he was a real little boy. And there was actually. Um, I'm a real boy. There was, <laughs> there was a real bear that was kind of like a mascot in World War One that kind of inspired Winnie the Pooh. Huh. Uh, and they, they made a UK television movie about it. And Michael Fassbender played the soldier that was basically the caretaker of this bear, this oh, little wow. bear. And the little bear, I think, became like, I think there's a statue to him and stuff over mm-hmm. there. And that kind of inspired the Winnie the Pooh toy, which then, of course, you know, uh, 
you give us all the, of the yeah the that cool is now going to make Disney even more money. I could see it being like a sentimental kind of Toy Story sort of thing, but with the Pooh characters, which is awesome. Um, I just hope they. I hope they look right, you know? Yeah. I'm yeah, actually really want, stoked on what yeah. we've seen so far from Peanuts, you know, because those yeah. characters look really cute. But and this, I let them this see that. being a, a live action Winnie yeah. the Pooh, though, is, is uh, they've never done that before. And I, I do, I hope that they, you know, I really liked Paddington. I thought it was very charming. Um, good kids' movie. And ad, there were a lot of things in there, too, for adults to enjoy. Right. However, the I'm doing a raw thing now with saying however. That's like her. <laughs> the, however. Yeah. Um, but I hope they take some notes on making the bear too realistic looking. Right. Like, come on. You know, he's a talking bear. You don't, <laughs> I don't want it. It doesn't have to be 100% accurate <laughs> right, looking, you right. know. Uh, so, yeah. you might be scared of something. Well, a talking bear from talking bears to Marvel superheroes. Oh, boy. Here we go. All right, so here was the big news that we've been holding on to. Deadpool, rated R. Not rated an R. April Fool's joke, people. Uh, you know, there was a, that funny bit that Ryan Reynolds did with uh, uh, Mario Lopez. Yeah. And he beats the crap out of him at the end. Uh, so <laughs> and he drops an F-bomb. Shame does. on you, Deadpool. Well, this is why we know that the Deadpool movie is going to... The fans are getting what they want. Yeah. Good thing? Or is I mean, too much of a good thing? No, I don't. I, I don't care. They just. I, I hope they like stay within the bounds of. Um, I, I don't want them to go too far for sure. Yeah. Um. I I was one of the people who thought it could work as a PG thirteen movie, and I almost never say that. Yeah. But I think you know the character of Deadpool outside of just some cursing and you know the violence. I feel like is. <laughs> yeah. Your fair game in a PG thirteen, yeah. but like the cursing and stuff like that, I feel. You could have bleeped it and been fine, you know. Yeah. Like it could have still been like you drop the one f bomb which you're allowed in a PG thirteen movie, and then well, they did the rest of it is, yeah. is bleeped. Um, but uh, I would say, yeah, I mean, it's good as long as they rein it in. Like, don't don't go so far that it's like. Can you believe though that we're still uh, that you're allowed to actually f bomb in a PG thirteen movie? Yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. I remember. Funny, I remember in Benny and June. Like when you when you save it up and there's only one of them, it is super obvious that yeah. you're like, oh. I was yeah. thinking about this in terms of um, uh, Deadpool the other day because I was like, it's, it was kind of crazy that the one f bomb was reserved for uh, Wolverine yeah. in X Men because I was like, that's you know that's uh, that's like one of your marquee characters. Yeah. And, uh, but he was, and that's why I thought having Professor X drop it in Days of Future Past was actually pretty brilliant. Yeah. Because it shows how far that character's gone. Patrick Stewart, he would never F-bomb. <laughs> Maybe he would. Yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I think I think with his new series, uh, Blunt Talk, he's going he's he's to be dropping, be dropping a lot of some F-bombs. I'm oh, excited Captain about that Picard. show, actually. Yeah, I haven't I haven't really watched any of the trailers. He's basically like a UK newscaster who comes to America to try to make it over here. So like and Piers Morgan. Yeah, but he's super... Like super arrogant, super drug head guy. Oh and he's got God. like a manservant who's like his <laughs> only support. It, it just looks it looks brilliant. I can't wait awesome. to see it. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, one final news item. It follows. I mean, it uh, it falls. It uh, starts filming this summer, and uh, it's a uh, you know the the big screen version of the Stephen King novel, and it's going to film this summer. And in it's New split York. right into parts. Isn't I, it? You know I, what? I, I thought forget. it was split into I, two. It or, might be. 
I, I always get that in the stand confused because those projects are always like in the ethos. Yeah. Right? In the ether, not the ethos. The ethos, <laughs> the ethos is something totally different. Um, but uh, yeah, that's about all I have this week in terms of news. To are talk you excited about, about it as an adaptation? I think, I think it really does come down to who's going to play Pennywise. I had an oddball casting idea for it. Don't, don't hear me. It's just, just throwing it out there. Vince Vaughn. Oh, hmm. I don't want to hate you. I'm not going to yeah. hate you. I th I kind of think that might be interesting coming off a of True Detective too, but yeah. Um, I, which I think is pretty much done shooting or close to being done yeah. shooting. Um, so yeah, he could probably do it. I'm just thinking. But when does this start shooting? Uh, this summer. Oh, so okay. So they're casting it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't know. I'm that, sure I mean, we'll get that in like a month. We'll probably know. Yeah, because we'll you know we've been kicking around ideas here internally. Uh, no, I think Hugo Weaving was one that mm. we came up with. Uh, uh, Tom Hardy. Uh, oh God, we had a whole list. We'll we'll do a feature. We'll Paul put Rubens, Caratop. <laughs> exactly. Megatron. All the, all the old chestnuts here <laughs> of Chris Carl's. Uh, I'm just dropping them off. That's gonna... my butter. <laughs> I'm just put them all in a row. All of them in a row. There we go. You got the bell this week. A double bell. Yeah, that's Captain my. Fosma. That that's why butter has become a thing, Chris. I know. I'm trying. We're to. getting I'm... memes from people. It's nice. Do, do you feel proud of yourself? I don't know. Like, I was, um, this is like this is the kind of stuff my uh, girlfriend has to deal with all the time. Like I'll just be walking around the house saying stupid crap, and then she has to deal with it. It doesn't become a meme around the house. I'm telling you that. But like one day she'll put you in a home for it, though, Chris. You know that. You know that good, day will good. come. That's good. Um, uh, let's see. Let's uh, before we uh, close it out here. Let's keep the Roth tradition alive since she's not here yes. to join us. About uh, recommending a picture for people to go see. I'm going to say uh, there's a, a little, the little horror movie that could is out right now. It follows. Oh, yes. We had Micah Monroe, the star of that, and she was in The Guest. Uh, we had her in here earlier this week. We'll have an uh, interview with her going up uh, soon. Um, and uh, it is an awesome, old school style horror movie. Uh, the score is something a lot of people are talking about. It's got a very John Carpenter kind of awesome. sound to it. Um, and there's this sort of, you know, dreamlike quality and an almost like timelessness to it because the kids will watch old black and white movies and one of them has an old station wagon, yet they have iPhones and stuff. Right. So yeah. it, it's, it, it's a weird sort of like, when is this taking place kind of thing? But it works. And the whole idea is that basically it's like... Um, it it makes you know sex is a big part of horror movies of it being right. like that's what's going to get you in trouble. In this case, if you uh, if you sleep with somebody uh, who's being followed, that means now you are being followed, and it's a creepy way of how they're doing it. You just see all of a sudden somebody will just be coming at you, mm -hmm. and it and, and it can me, be bro. multiple. It can be multiple people, elderly people, children, and yeah, big, huge, uh, like seven foot tall dude. I gotta tell it's you, awesome. elderly people Movie coming works. at you is the worst. Like, yeah, that, that's the scariest. There's that sequence in um, Mulholland Drive at the end. Yeah. Well, I don't want to spoil it, but I don't know if that's a spoiler for that movie. But there, there are some creepy old people. But here's here's what made me think about that after I after I saw the movie. If you're being followed and you're a follower or a follow whatever, uh, that means you you had sex and it, recently and that happened. So the first follower you see is this old lady and a Johnny, like like she had come out of the nursing home or the hospital or something. Mm -hmm. That means Grams was 
Yeah, Dude, yeah. Um, uh, there's this crazy stat out there that uh, the the second highest sexually active community is the is from like 70 to 80 or something like well, that. Well, it's all that the, the Cialis homes. and everything too, and and but there's also this a lot of older Viagra. people getting VD, VD yeah, from that because these old guys are like, my thing's working again, and well, they go out and they're like, I'm got one foot in the grave, I don't need to wear anything. Got nothing to lose, man. Yeah, but you do. But you do. If there are any, if there are any uh, folks what we're seeing is grandpa, seventy years old, you know, be a sailor, put carry a, one, put a Jimmy, yeah. uh. put a Jimmy cap on there. But anyway, uh, hey, when I first moved to Los Angeles, little story, uh, <laughs> I went to, to, you know, I'm from Boston, and back there, Jimmy's means sprinkles. Sprinkles, yeah. All right, so I, I'm at school, I'm a freshman, and I, I go to, uh, you know, the little ice cream parlor, and I ask the guy. I want to get some Jimmy's too, and he's like, "Man, you gotta go to the pharmacy for that." <laughs> I'm like, "The hell are you talking about? Just put them on my. Why would I put that on your ice cream? Because it's yummy." <laughs> you <know>? Hello. <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, "What the hell is this guy's problem? Just give me my Jimmy's on my ice cream." <laughs> and, and he didn't. Yeah. Thankfully, he didn't put yeah. that on your ice cream. No. So yeah. that that was Jim learning what Jimmy's mean and and the. In the LA area. Well, it follows that you would learn that. Ah! I don't know, that was really stupid. Anyway, I'm, here's my recommendation. Okay. And this is only because I recently discovered this DVD in the back of my car. <laughs> There's a story. Okay. And I mean, it's it's mainly just because like uh, I was gonna take it to storage after you know watching it a thousand times. This movie versus which is awesome. It's this Japanese movie, it's a zombie movie, but it's also like a swords, uh, like oh, a nice. like a, a, an action movie. It's just crazy, over the top, violent, fun, um, and just like doesn't, the really, doesn't really make any sense um, whatsoever, but it's really, really fun, so check awesome. that out, Versus. All right. I don't even know where you can see it, but you can get it on DVD. Find it somewhere. Uh, all right, well that'll do it for this weekend's uh, uh, podcast. We are um, gonna be at WonderCon, so look for our, our coverage from there. Uh, Roth will be back next week. She sends her love and regards. Uh, so follow us at, at Chris Carl, at Stax, S-T-A-X, I-G-N. Uh, shoot us your thoughts at keepingitreal at IGN.com or leave them in the comments below. For all things movies, keep it here on IGN.